Hey, you're listening to Johnny Secret Stash. This is John Goldman, and you're listening to us through Radio Harbor Country, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. And I'm delighted to have with me in the studio today Roger Kelm and Kevin Mansfield from the uh, Red Deluxe Band, a very popular local band from uh, you know from the Harbor Country area. Roger, Kevin, th- thanks for coming in. Appreciate you uh, coming in. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. All right. Uh, yeah. So, Red Deluxe. Um, we've had uh, Randy Rogers, Brad Rogers. Uh, we've had a couple guys talking about uh, uh, Red Deluxe Band and and all the stuff that you do. Um, but uh, Kevin, you're an original member of the Red Deluxe Band, am I correct? Oh, that's right. And yeah. how long ago did uh, it form? You know, I'm going to say I, I was trying to think, Connor. You know how, how far back this went. And I believe it was like around 84, 85. Okay, wow. So and that's I a... think I was in the band from like 85 to 87. Uh-huh. And, uh, so who was in the band with you at that time? Well, um, Eric Foster, I think, was more or less the originator of the band. And okay. That included Gary Collins and a singer that lives up in Detroit now named Luke Smith. And, uh, you know, so Gary on uh, guitar, mm-hmm. uh, and then and Luke, Luke Smith was was playing bass. Okay, and you and were a drummer at I that time, right? I was playing right? drums back then. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and uh, uh, did you mention somebody else? Yeah, Luke Smith. <laughs> Luke Smith. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a very good singer uh, and a wonderful guy. You know, he's up in Detroit, and I wish he'd come down this way and visit at least. You know? That would be a fun reunion yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So you were just with those guys for two years or so. Yeah, uh, and then what Starting took you away? Out, from, what took you away at that point? Well, uh, I went out on the road. I moved down south uh, previously to that, and I came back and I got in the Red Deluxe Band, and or actually as it was forming, and uh, and so we had a we had a couple year run, and then uh, shortly after that, I got another offer to go back down south. Uh-huh. So I went ahead and went back down to Gulfport, Mississippi. Playing music or yes. working? Yeah, oh, playing, playing music. music. Oh, All yeah. right. Yeah. And then from there, you know, it was just road work and uh, played music all my life, you know. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, just uh, one thing led to another with right. being in the music business, you know. And when did you rejoin Red Deluxe? About six years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah. that was a pretty good time off there. And was it? going in full force that, that well no we had a, actually the band we were in with roger and i um you know it was uh it was under a different name and um so when you rejoined about six years ago yeah. you guys were calling it weren't calling it the red deluxe band that's correct calling it something what was it being called at that time i, I know i saw it? you jackson band the jackson, jackson band, band. yeah right. and there was a couple jackson's yeah, I'm sure. Oh, uh, uh, up here, and it was getting confusing you know, <laughs> right. to people, and right. so uh, it's like the original pancake yeah, house. So we, no, we the original decided, original pancake. That's house. right, and so uh, we decided to. Uh, well, Gary mentioned, you know, we need to change the name, and I said, well, okay, let's let's have it, let's figure out a name, and Gary said, well, why don't we just call it Red Deluxe? And I, I, I can go for that, you know. So we just went with that. I see. Okay. Yeah. And. It's, 
It's kind of funny the way that came about, though, because uh, we did a reunion. Uh, I was in a band called The System. Uh-huh. Gary Collins was in that with me, and we did a reunion in uh, New Buffalo at the St. Mary's Festival. And uh, we hadn't been together in 40-some years. You wow. Know? And we had uh, members come from Florida and you know all over, uh, down south. Uh, Jim Underwood came in. Right. And we had this reunion. Well, and shortly thereafter that, and of course Kevin was there too, with Red Deluxe, with right. Gary and Eric Foster. Yes, right. And, um, and then also Jackson Band was there. Yeah. With with the Jackson, Gary played in all three bands, oh, my you know, God. at one yeah. time or another. <laughs> yeah. So what we did, uh, we, you know, after after this was over, we had the reunion. Uh, Gary Collins contacted me and he said, uh, "Hey, would you be interested in playing some drums? Let's get the band back together." And I said, "Well, yeah." I said, "I, I think we could do that." So I it started out. It was actually me, Gary, uh, Brent Jackson. And Bruce Eskridge was doing vocals for us. Right, right. And then uh, we decided, man, we need a bass player. So uh, I remember Gary telling me, he said, and I knew Kevin was a drummer, but he's a, Kevin plays a little bit of everything, you know, sure. so he's multitask. Multi instrumentalist. And, uh, but he, he, uh, he said, I'm going to ask Kevin Mansfield if he wants to play some bass yeah, in this band. Yeah, it's kind of funny because. Yeah, and my was, eyes lit up, and I thought, "Wow, that'd be cool." You know, yeah, go for it. Well, I don't know how. What, within a few well, days, <laughs> yeah. Well, Gary called me up and, "Hey, uh, you interested in playing in the band?" I said, "Sure, I, I play some drums." He said, "No, no, no." He said, "We got Roger Kelm playing drums." I said, "Cool," you know. And he's, he said, "We need a bass player," and I said, "Hmm, let me think about that." Then took about you know, ten seconds, and I went. I'll play bass. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a bass at that no, time? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have a bass or an amp, you know. Uh, so. Were you playing guitar at that point, too? No. Uh, actually, at the St. Mary's Festival there, um, I was playing drums in Red Deluxe Band, uh-huh. but it was just um, a short little thing that we put together with, right. with it was the, sort uh, of Eric, thing. Eric Foster and Gary Collins and myself. And. Um, so we did that three-piece thing, and uh, Brince, um actually had a bass guitar and a, a nice amp, and so uh, he said, yeah, you can use my, my rig until you can get something. So I went ahead and jumped on the bandwagon and, you know, just used his stuff, and shortly after that, uh, I got my own act. Sure, and, yeah, you got to get your own uh, Yeah, and your own I, you know, How fun is that? Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, I've had the... Uh, I've had the pleasure of playing in, in some bands with some fabulous bass players, you know. And keep in mind, I was on drums, and so I'm listening to the bass all the time, you know. And so when I started playing bass, you know, it just started coming out of me, you know. Oh, it just yeah. started. Right. I mean, I, all the years that I've, you know, sat next to these bass players in, on stage uh-huh. and stuff and like that. Kept and down it, the back And beat. it just, it just, I had... I had a wealth of uh, education, you know, yeah. that I just had to learn to apply. Right, you know? right. And so it really started coming together, and I, I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, I'm really enthralled in learning more and more about playing bass. Yeah, oh, yeah. I enjoy it. 
So have you, uh, you know, gotten interested in bass players, you know, professional musicians? Uh, and I mean, not uh, so you know, much. Like, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And, and not so much. Do I know, do I have a favorite bass player, stuff like that? No, not really. You know, right. Um, right. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I enjoy listening to R&B bass playing, you know, the funk stuff and, you know, but uh I like being versatile as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can get behind just about anything playing music, you know, any kind of, any genre. Yeah. But. So uh, when you uh, started with Red Deluxe in 1985, that wasn't your first band that you played in? You had played in other bands before that? That's correct, yeah. Oh, so uh, when did you first start playing music, and what was the instrument that you first started playing? Um, well... 1964, I, you know, seen the Beatles on, on the Ed Sullivan show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, my mom had a, had this old guitar in the house. It was like an arch top with the F holes and all that. Just, you know, beautiful guitar. And I don't know, I have no idea whatever happened to the guitar. But uh, I remember I used to sit outside and I used to turn the stereo up and had a record that I put on. And I'd just strum along with it like I was actually playing uh -huh. and that kind of just led to an interest sure. you know and so i started taking lessons in michigan city um uh, guitar lessons is that where you grew up michigan city yes uh -huh. yeah and so uh once i started you know picking up on the guitar a little bit then like around the seventh eighth grade you know i started getting in bands and stuff like that and we'd play like the sock hops at the schools and stuff like that and uh you know, and it just uh, became important to me right. to be able to keep going with it, you know. Think about how many kids, you know, saw that the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and thought, you know, and, and the same thing happened with Elvis Presley. I mean, yeah. I know, for instance, that the Bruce Springsteen became inspired to play guitar from seeing Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. But I can just imagine, you know, as as the, you know, 60s generation was moving along and, uh, you know, everyone's... Uh, uh, watching the Ed Sullivan show and to see um, uh, the Beatles on there, that, that yeah. must have inspired a lot of people. <laughs> uh, oh, it, you know, it definitely did. Yeah. So, you know, because I hear stories all the time from, oh, when I seen the Beatles, I had the guitar the next Christmas and that, you know. <laughs> but it's a kind of funny story because all I had was uh, my dad bought a silver tone acoustic guitar for me. Uh huh. You know, and I said, but Dad, I need a, I need electric. I need an electric. Guitar. You know, he said, Well, <laughs> you learn to play. Uh, uh, oh, he gave you a song. Yeah, went, yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, green sleeves was uh -huh. the song. He he said, "Well, you you learn green sleeves, and I'll buy you electric guitar." Yeah. Well, my guitar teacher, I, I told him about that, and man, he was on it. He, <laughs> he had me playing green sleeves in like two weeks, you know. And so I went home and played it for my dad. He walked me down to Sears oh, and cool. walked, and we walked out with the. Silver tone with the amp in the case and everything. And, oh man, and that's, and it was fun. I tell you what, you know, and playing in those bands back then because it was, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I, I was lucky to be in in the band with friends. You know, because sure. a lot of times, you know, you get in bands with people, you end up with people you don't really know, but they, you know, they're they like you, and uh, you know, you're you're well accomplished you know whatever the case yeah. might be but uh back then it was uh you know i was in bands with friends yeah and so it was like a 
like a group and the camaraderie was just yeah, oh sure great. Yeah. and you're reliving that now you guys yeah. get to hang out oh, together yeah. you play well, like roger every I, two weekends you know uh, well, a couple times a week yeah roger and i have known each other pretty much the whole time uh-huh. we've crossed paths so many times um how do you like that yeah like we were out in denver when blazik was out there yeah and uh <laughs> him and i were out there but we never seen each other, no. you know. <laughs> but we were with the same people Both, and everything. Oh, yeah. We were coming and going and stuff like that. How do you and, like that? Yeah, yeah. And how do you like that? And then it both took you to the same band, and and uh, yeah. you know, just a whole new chapter going on yeah. right now. Right. Uh, I was mentioning that you guys uh, play out almost every weekend, and I know that you had a big, uh, a big event last weekend at Chill Hill. I want to say. Yeah, we yeah we played Chill Hill. You yeah, have uh, something else coming up with the uh, um, New Troy Legion. Yep, we're doing. W- a, when's that one coming up? That's uh, that will be December 11th, and we're back at Chill Hill December 4th too. Oh, nice! And then we got a couple of weeks off for the holidays. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, but you know, and, and when I have to think back, just I want to just mention one thing real quick that this Red Deluxe thing has evolved. I mean, into you know, it's. We've gone through from way back in the day when Kevin played, right. you know, up until current day. Yeah. It's gone through a lot because we, you know, we've had, we've, unfortunately, we've lost some people. You know? Sure, yeah. And well, uh, Gary Collins, for instance, yeah. that was most recent. Yep, and, uh, Bruce, and then Bruce, Bruce Eskridge, oh, he was uh-huh. singing at the time, too. So that's when, uh, well, we brought, that's when we brought, pretty much brought Randy Rogers into the band. Yeah. Oh, but, right. So, and this is all pretty recent with the latest uh, yeah, um, uh, Red Deluxe band, I guess. Yeah, you should yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. I think Gary asked me to to come back in the band around 2016, and then, uh, boy, I, I want to guess what was it about 2018? Maybe Randy came in. Yeah, yeah something like that. About yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you had just come back to uh, the Red Deluxe band. It was the Jackson band at the point where you started back with Gary Collins, though. Right. And I remember right. seeing you at the, the Corn and Sausage, Sausage Fest at uh, New Buffalo, New Buffalo um, uh, Yacht Club, I guess. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So that was sort of my first time seeing it. And then it wasn't shortly, it wasn't too long after that that uh, then you took on the name Red Deluxe. But right. it was a very smooth transition. No one was like, who's a Red Deluxe man? Who's a J-? Like, it was just like, okay, here right. you go. This is yeah. what you're called now. And we, we tried our best, you know, on social media to kind of explain, you know, what was yeah. going on there. And, you know, not in any detail why it happened, but it, it had happened. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So, um it, it did. It transitioned pretty smooth, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Dude. And I'm pretty proud of the band for hanging in for six years. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the longest I've ever been in one band. Is that you right? Know? Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, six years. And, uh, you know, to all the musicians and uh, all the, the band members out there, if you can hang in there with the same band, longevity does equate to success yeah. it opens doors for it, you it too does. the yeah. more you play with the same guys the more comfortable you get playing together and well your your song list gets you know longer packed, you know uh-huh. stocked up and so you you can do those requests that making people happy and and uh and once you get your name out there people are calling you so you know, right. Like, so Roger doesn't have to spend so much time on the phone <laughs> yeah. making phone calls. Right. You know? You're pointing at Roger. I know that he's that, sort of yeah. the 
the uh, manager. Oh, and, thank God for him, man, for sure, because he's, <laughs> he's managed up. to uh, keep the bookings coming in and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's been a blessing for the band. But like I say, the the fact that we've been together six years and, and we've been through a lot, you know, right. the pandemic, yeah. losing the members and everything right. else, you know. Adding it's new just, members. Yeah. It's, just, uh, it, it's just amazing to me that we've been able to – you know, stay together. Not that there's ever been any problems in no. the band, you know, no. you know, but it's just that someone gets transferred or, yeah, you or know, somebody else right. wants to, you know, uh, or a member maybe wants to do something else or something like right. that. Yeah. And everybody, you know, everybody has their days, you know, so, you know, personalities can yep. clash a little here and there, but overall, if you've, if you've rode out the storm, as long as we have with, things that have happened you know yeah and of course you know recently now uh we brought in um kirk kirk boyd came yeah. into the band yeah um bradley rogers of course yeah you know uh -huh. was, uh, so you know we got randy and bradley and kirk just recently came into the band and um you know it's it's uh so we went to five piece uh we batted around going with a keyboard and uh we, we kind of leaned that way for a while but then uh we decided to go guitar band. So. Uh -huh. Yeah, the the lead uh, the dual lead guitars with the rhythm guitar mm -hmm. is just such a, a great sound. Yeah, right. well, Kirk's got a phenomenal way of reproducing the sound that you hear on the record yeah. know, with his yeah. equipment, and it's like we want that. <laughs> yeah. No messing around. It, it there. Puts, yeah, it puts yeah. a whole other uh, um, dimension to the group. Right, you know, it really does. Have you guys started thinking about or talking about playing some uh, original songs with uh, Red Deluxe Band? Well, we have. We've talked about it. I know, actually, uh, Randy had one we used to do for a while, and uh, we kind of got away from it. Um, but we've talked about bringing it back in. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, a lot of talented people in this band, I know, Definitely, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that'll... Hopefully it'll come to that, you know. But what has happened, we've had so many obstacles, you know. Bring this member in, lose that member. And, and so by the time we try to get everybody to work back in, uh, you know, like Kirk, we're kind of in that phase with him now, you know, sure. too, getting him in. And um, so it kind of puts, it has put the uh, original stuff kind of on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. But um, we, we talk about it. Uh, I know Randy's itching to do that one that he, he – Put together uh, back po back pocket blues. Back pocket blues. Back pocket. Yep, it's oh, cool yeah. tune. Yeah, it worked out pretty good. Yeah. You can find it on Facebook under Red Deluxe. I think we oh, played uh -huh. it. Yeah, it's uh, we played it at uh, I think New Buffalo Yacht Club on a, on a New Year's Eve one year or something, yeah. and yeah. it's out there. Yeah. But um, yeah, right now we're just having fun. You know, working up songs that that we think are our, our favorite songs. Our, and, our oh. crowd will enjoy. Uh -huh. And um, that feature, you know, our harmonies and stuff like that, you know, because uh, with Randy and Bradley in the band, you know, you're going to have to have some good vocals going right. on, man. Those guys can, you know. Can I understand you've there. got a great vo uh, singing voice, too. Uh, well, I, you <laughs> know, I squeak you. by, you know, <laughs> I squeak by, all right. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's just another uh, advantage for me being in Red Deluxe in this situation because when we had... When Bruce, uh, originally Excellent. our singer, was in the van, uh, when he died, um, we had some jobs booked 
and they were coming up oh. like in a, in a couple of weeks from that point, you know, and uh, well, Gary was talking about maybe canceling these jobs out, you know. I said, Gary, look, let's go ahead. You grab some songs, I'll grab some songs, and we'll just do the jobs. And he agreed to that. And so from then, I kind of started stepping in as as the the lead singer in the band, uh -huh. and it was it was uh, it was very fun and interesting uh, for me because uh, you know I I have done some lead singing, but I really wasn't ever a lead singer in a band. Yeah. So I just started working on it as the best I could, and um, and it got us to this point, you know. And, and when we thank God we hired Randy, you know, to help out, and. Uh, so now it's to the point where, you know what, you guys go ahead and take it because you, they're the natural singers. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I still struggle with it, you know, but it's, uh, I, I still um, harmonize and. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And 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 I still work towards, you know, trying to become a better singer all the time, you know. Yeah. And so it's been fun and interesting at the same time. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll bet. Uh, I was trying to think of uh, other bass players that also sing. And I, I don't think there's that many, yeah, but uh, Les Claypool probably. Timothy uh, B. Schmidt. Yeah. The uh -huh. enough, yeah. Yeah. But um, somehow uh, the bass players are hanging out a little bit towards the back most of the time. <laughs> O'Teal sometimes gets to say. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's the, the singing the harmony is 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 a blast for me. I love that. You know, I love the harmony in the band. You know, with Kevin being a drummer and now playing bass, and I might add, he plays a great bass. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of nice because, you know, he and I can get really good and tight. Mm -hmm. You know, even though, you know, I'm aging out some now, I'm not, I don't get around a kit, <laughs> get around a kit like I used to. And, not, uh, not me. No, no. And, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, you, Right, you, the fact that he is has been a drummer and that you're a drummer, you're able to. He's he knows where you're going and yeah. and that kind of stuff and yeah, what yeah. you need to be doing, and right. so you guys can work together even better than than you might with someone who doesn't recognize what a drummer's supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah. You know, we have we have sometimes we get these compliments from people in the crowd, and um, they can be kind of unusual compliments you know backhanded compliments no kind of well you know what uh, they're they're saying man you guys vocals and you you just sound like you you know you bend together it's just you know everything is just laid out so nice and i'm so thankful to hear things like that because you know when i hear recordings of us you know i'm going wow you know that's not bad you know listen yeah. to that yeah we sound like a well-formatted band and you know, um, so, you know, it's like uh, uh, we got a lot of the hard work out of the way. Right, now we right. Can relax. Now you can just have fun. Now we can relax and, and be musicians to the point where we can concentrate on the art of playing your instrument and, and listening to the sound of what you're doing, you know, what you're producing out there. You right. Know? And uh, so... It it's kind of puts you on a different uh, platform, I think. You know, yeah. different level. You know, definitely, uh, Roger. So you you're a drummer now. Have you always played drums? Has it been, always been your instrument? Always been. Yeah. Always been a drummer. How yeah. did you uh, start playing drums? 
Well, I think I got caught up years ago back in the, you know, the, the British invasion and, uh -huh. and the Beatles and all that. And, uh, you know, everybody wanted to be a guitar player, guitar player yeah. and that. But I thought, well, looked too complicated for me. <laughs> so I was, I was living in Three Oaks at the time. And uh, I went downstairs. I took some old cardboard boxes and I set them up, you know, turned them around. I had an old bicycle basket, you know, metal uh -huh. and a couple of wooden spoons. You know, nothing to resemble a kick drum or anything. But, yeah. And I would just start playing around, yeah. beating around on them, you know, and horsing around. And then I got to the point where, you know, guys got older. Some guys around Three Oaks, you know, bought guitars. And, and uh, you know, Don Tessman was one of them. Uh-huh. We used to play in his mom's living room over there. And you just started getting together and, and working things out. And yet we had bands back in the day. Yeah. I, I was in a band called The System. Uh, with Alan Blazik, uh, Gary Collins, Jim Underwood, which Dale Underwood they called him, you know. Even Donnie Collins played in the band with me for a while, which was Gary Collins' brother. Uh -huh. He played bass. Mm -hmm. um, Rich Holub from New Buffalo. And, uh, you know, we, we we just got together. We had a band called, called The System. We played quite a bit, all, local dances. How old were you at that point? Was this in high school? Was it? Uh... Uh, that had to been probably the late 60s. I was probably, yeah, I was still in high school uh -huh. at the time. And uh, that's, that's the way that thing started. And we started booking little gigs, you know, when uh, New Buffalo and Surf Gardens used to be out on the beach. It was just a big oh. asphalt, fenced-in asphalt with a nice stage at one end. We, we'd play there. And uh, after that gig, we'd go to... Uh, Alan Blazik's folks owned a uh, tavern, Frank and Millie's downtown New Buffalo. Is that right? And Alan and I'd go in there after the gig, and when they closed up for the night, we'd sweep the place and mop and drink draft beer. Yeah, right. Alan would be back there firing up these huge cheeseburgers for us on the grill. <laughs> we had the jukebox cranking. It was some good memories. That's yeah. fun, yeah. Alan, yeah, so you, how long did you play with Alan? He ended up becoming a producer and working with um, oh, yeah. uh, the Eagles. Is that who he uh, yeah. worked oh, with? Oh, yeah. He's worked with, uh, I mean, the Eagles. Uh, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Joe Walsh, uh-huh. Jay Giles Band. Jay Giles Band. Uh, he did that. Elvin Bishop. Yes. Uh, um, he was behind that Elvin, Elvin Bishop? Yeah, uh, that, uh, that, that one around. Fool Around Fell in yeah. Love. Oh yeah, that song. He told that me that was uh, Elvin's one of Elvin's biggest ones, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. He, oh he, wow, he did that one. Yeah, he he was oh he was into a lot more people than I can even recall now. You know. Well, when Roger and I were out in Denver together. Um, so how did I, that happen? What, what, when was this, and what was the purpose I, of going out to Denver? Uh, well, um, Terry Manley and Ronnie Dabbs and Terry Dabbs, Danny Lamache, they were in Florida. And they were playing in Florida, and um, I guess Alan had invited them guys out to Denver. And Roger, help me out if I'm yeah. if I'm missing something here. But so they decided to take this trip out to Denver to see if Alan could uh, do some recording for them. And they they had some fantastic songs, and so um, they were going to make a demo. Yeah, they wanted to make some demos. Yeah, to put out. and they yeah. thought. Blazik was the guy, and, and he certainly was. Um, so when 
I was already out in Denver, Colorado, and I heard them guys were coming out there. And so I was just waiting for them guys to get there. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, well, and then Roger, I guess, didn't you play drums uh, on a recording of Terry Manley's one time? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Out there, and so the Denver tapes we call yeah, them. Denver, Denver tapes. tapes. Yeah, <laughs> then it mysteriously came up missing the original. Oh, yeah, yeah, the master. Yeah, but uh, we uh, Roger managed to salvage a nice, a nice Decent bit of copy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Um, but, uh, so that was the purpose of going out there. Oh, you were already out there, but you I were was just out there, happy to see everyone coming through yeah, town. Yeah, I was out there with a friend of mine, and I was just kind of hanging out and trying to find work just uh -huh. to pay rent and stuff like that. You know, I was younger, and I was just, you know. Sure, that's, that's the time to do that kind of stuff. And, uh, but, uh, so, you know, all them guys came out there, and unfortunately, it, it didn't work out as well as uh, uh, the band would have liked uh, to because Alan had to leave and go do some serious recording in New <laughs> right. York, I believe, yeah. wasn't it? Not, well, Not just also, doing demos for his buddies. <laughs> he was also in the middle of the, the Only Come Out at Night album, yeah. uh, Edgar Winter. Yeah. Oh, he was involved with that one too? Yeah, wow. and they were, they were doing that up at the uh, Caribou Ranch up in Boulder, you know, up in the foothills up there. Yeah. So he was, he was, they record at night all night. They'd be up there all night, and he'd come home in the morning, you know. Yeah. But I know he was in the middle of that while I was out there, too. Yeah, so it, it, um, so the whole situation for um, Ronnie Dabbs and, and Terry Manley in that, in that group, it, it just kind of, uh, they, they did what they could do, you know, and, and Blazik did what he could do for them guys. And then, um, but... Alan had bigger fish to fry at that point, you know, and and certainly understandable, you know, so so it got he, he, it, had, it he had major commitments with sure, his other yeah. bands. Were, were you able to finish the demos with him? I well, think the demos got yeah, finished. Yeah, the demos up. got finished. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. I think they did. Do you remember how many songs you guys were able to record with him? Well, I didn't record any. I jammed with him a little bit, but I think I, I did three mm -hmm. songs total on there. I think. Um, but there was probably, I don't know, eight, eight, ten songs. Yeah, I believe. at least, at least, because um, Ronnie and Terry were fabulous songwriters. Yes. You know, and uh, and guitar players. Oh yeah. 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 Well, that's what, what happened to them? Are they still around? Um, Terry Manley is. He's down south. In fact, when I moved down south, that's who I was playing in oh, a band with. Oh, in Gulfport, yes. you mentioned. Yeah. He was a bass player. Oh. And, and he could sing yeah. like a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's another yeah. bass player yes, who can yes. sing. Well, yes, yes about a yes. favorite bass player. I would have to, I'd have to put Terry up there ah, at, that's great. at the top yeah. because uh, that guy could just, I mean, he could just make that bass sing. Yeah. Were you playing drums yeah. at that time? Yes. So how did you transition from guitar to drums? I mean, I understand the drums to bass, but, you know, where did well, you I'll tell put you. down the guitar and uh, <laughs> because, pick up the drums? Yeah, because as, as we got a little older, uh, I found myself in competition with people like Ronnie Dabbs and Terry Dabbs and these David Deneau people and these really fantastic uh, guitar players. Yeah. And I'm going, you know what? <laughs> I play drums. <laughs> you know? And so I yeah. just ended up getting a drum set. And, yeah. um, and, and that was a good move for me because uh, I was able to uh, keep going with them guys because there were plenty of guitar players, you know, at that time. Yes, and right, plenty right. of competition. And so... 
Um, but as we were all friends, you know, I, I, I was better suited on drums at the time. So did you take any lessons? Did you... Uh, I just... did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. went to um, uh, Chicago when I took some uh, uh, drum lessons over there from uh, Louis Laporta was hmm. a drum instructor at the, uh, at the college over there. Uh, Columbia downtown. College? No. DePaul? Uh, no, let's see. Gosh, it's been so long ago. It was downtown... Uh, yeah, I can't think of it right now, but uh, I was just taking private lessons from him at the at the school. Oh, so I, I wasn't you. enrolled or anything. I was just taking private lessons. But it was important for me to get out of Michigan City and go over there and take lessons from somebody that I thought really could, yeah, you know, could you know help yeah. me out and you know get me a step above, you know. And move how me long along. did you take lessons before you felt you know competent to be able to? Not long. Well, that's yeah. I mean, you had a real musical ear. And well, you know, you knew what you liked to hear. Yeah. Uh, at a point, you just feel like you know what? I've had enough lessons. I'm ready to play. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Let, let so, me just get it. Uh, yeah, but it, it. it was yeah. really helpful because it did help me learn you know rudiments and stuff like that. You know. So you mentioned going down south to Gulfport. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this a band that toured, and uh, you know what kind of uh, music did you guys play? Well, when I first went down there, um, I went down there to play in a band with Terry Manley. Uh-huh. And uh, so a friend of mine and myself went down there. Well, there wasn't an opening in the band at the time. Um, and I hung around there in Gulfport for a while, and I tried to find a band to play in. It's a funny thing because um, I was in a disco band with Gary Collins and Rich Holub and, and Dale Underwood, and uh, we were out on the road, and so we and we were playing a lot of disco stuff because it was in that era. Sure, you know? late seventies or so. Yeah, yeah 70s. exactly. Yeah, and so uh, when when I decided to move down south, it was like culture shock because um, we got down there and it was right at the beginning of the urban cowboy thing. Oh, uh-huh. and they were all into the country stuff. I didn't know much about playing country music. <laughs> and uh, so I'm in Gulfport, Mississippi, and Terry's telling me, look, I, he, he t- you know, he, I tell him, hey, I got an audition tonight. He said, you can do it, man. Just go in there. Just, just relax. Be confident. And, uh, you know, don't overplay. And, <laughs> you know, and so he's giving me all this good yeah. advice. And I'd go in there, and I'd, I'd, I was too sped up. You know, I was just <laughs> coming out of the disco thing, you know, and, and all that. So anyway, um, uh, I ended up moving over to Mobile, Alabama um, for a, a year, 1980. Uh-huh. I, I ended up in Mobile, and I ended up going to the music store, and I seen a card on the pegboard looking for a drummer, work immediately. So I just snagged that, and I had the gig right away. And so I played for six months down there with Leon Rains and Cross Country Band. Really nice little band. We played three nights a week, had a house wow. gig and everything. Yeah. It was really a nice gig. And uh, come uh, January, Leon said, well, I like to take about six weeks off, you know. And I thought, oh, six weeks. Gee, how am I going <laughs> to pay my rent? You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I, I ended up uh, meeting this other guy, and I uh, got, another, got another gig in a different band. And, um, and once again, we had another house gig, and that lasted about another six months. Was that another country band, too? 
Or were these yeah, both yeah, of these country it, bands? Yes, they were pretty much country because uh, we played at a place called Pecos Plantation, and they had the mechanical bull and all that. There. Oh yeah, oh and that's it was the right urban in, cowboy yes, period of time right that you were mentioning. Yeah, yeah, that's right, right in right the there. middle of all that. So, <laughs> um, so anyhow, Terry calls me up, you know, and uh, I was pretty happy with that band that I was in down there in, in Mobile, and so uh, Terry Manley calls me up from Gulfport. Hey, Kevin. We need a drummer. We need him yesterday. Uh. And I said, oh, wow. Okay, well, what happened, man? He said, well, the club owner fired Chino, the drummer they had, you know. So I said, well, okay, Terry, I'll tell you what, man. I'll be there. So I loaded up my site, and I played that Saturday night, loaded my stuff up on Sunday, drove over there, went to the, went to the bar uh, where they had their house gig at, and just four cement walls pretty much, you know. Tough-looking place, man. Yeah. And uh, like me, and my bar. So I had, I had, yeah. <laughs> I had, I had Monday afternoon. That was how I got introduced to the band. Oh man! So I was flying by the seat of the pants thing, and uh, so Monday evening, um, we were getting ready to go play. Yeah, my first night, right? Uh, Terry goes, "Oh, Kevin, here. By the way, here's a cassette of our band, and if you want to listen to it, you know, maybe <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll maybe help you out a little bit." And I said, "Sure." Well, I listened to it, and Chino, the drummer they had, was <laughs> unbelievable. I, mean, oh, no. I just kind of sunk. You know, I went, oh, no. <laughs> you know, these people are going to be expecting some fantastic drummer. And, hey, look, I'm not that guy. You know, and uh, I didn't think. You know, anyhow, so uh, it took a while for me to get up to speed with them guys yeah. because I really felt like they were, you know, a couple steps over than me, you know, and, uh, but after what, a while. What kind of music were they playing? Was it the same kind that you were playing with these other two bands that you've been Some playing? Some of with? it was, yeah, uh -huh. because you gotta, you gotta remember we're down in Gulfport, Mississippi and yeah. the urban cowboy thing was really big and, but, um, with Terry Manley and Chino in the band and, and the musicianship, these guys would play like like funk stuff, um, Bobby Womack stuff, Wilson Ooh, cool. Pickett, yeah, um, all kinds of uh, really funky stuff, and so it was it was a it was a great band to be in, you know. And we played really late in the in the morning, you know. Early, oh, into early, the morning. Oh, into yeah. the morning, and and like I like to tell everybody, you know, just about the time you're ready to, oh God, I just want to go home, you know. It's getting late and I'm tired. Here comes all the musicians. They got off work in town. They oh. come, they're coming in the club. They want to see you, you know. Oh, yeah. And and down there, things were a little bit different. And uh, there were a, now, a lot of musicians that would have loved to have that have that spot in that gig. Yeah. You know? And so, um, you know, it was tough because then you really had to, you know, pick yourself up and, sure. and, and do your best. Did and, you bring some of these guys up on stage? And, oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there was a good camaraderie just yeah. in the community down there, oh, too. Oh, there was. The musicianship down there was – it just blew me away. Yeah. Honestly, I, I never heard musicians play off a stage through amps with, like, two little speakers on tripods and sound like they did. Um, it was just phenomenal. You know? How long did you do that down there with uh, those guys? Um – Wow. Up until that you came be, back in yeah, 85? Yeah, yes, oh, 85. Okay, so what brought you back up here in uh, 85? Uh, well, uh, we, we stayed down there in Gulfport, Terry and I. Uh, we, uh, the excise people ended up closing the bar down. So 
three of us out of the band, me and Terry and Lyle Blackwell, um, who was the guitar player vocalist in the band, we decided to go out on the road. So uh, just out of desperation, you know. Uh-huh. So uh, we decided to uh, put a little trio together and it was called the Old Baby Band. And we went out on the road and, and played for about a year and a half. And, you know, as things go, you know, the road life got tired and we came back to Gulfport and things just were stagnant. And uh-huh. so I ended up coming back up here uh, to Michigan City. And that's when I think I, uh, if I got it all chronologically right, I think that's when I got it started. Together with, with uh, yeah. yeah, with Doug and. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gary. Yes, Gary Counts. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, and so. Uh, Roger, were you playing drums in bands, you know, from that point in the early 70s or mid 70s up until 85? Uh, no. You were, you were working, you were raising your family. Uh, you were, I played, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I played and then I took a, a lot of time off. I actually played in a polka band for a while. Oh, that's fun. And I had my own polka band for a while called Midwest and um, as funny as it sounds, yeah, I mean, we were busy. Oh, sure. Busy, busy. We play a lot of weddings, you know, which can be a real, can be kind of a pain sometimes because uh-huh. you, you know, have to learn, you know, request to learn certain songs and whatever, you know. But uh, no, I took some time off, and I was off for, shoot, a good many years before Gary, before the reunion in 2016, and then I've been playing it back again ever since then. Oh, I see. So there was a really big gap of time when you weren't, were you doing any kind of drumming, just going down to the basement and yep. knocking around? Just uh, my own thing. Just yeah. listening to something in your headphones and playing along? Is that, uh, yeah, that's that, the kind of, uh, that kind of explains it. And I didn't even do that that much back, you know, for a long yeah. time. So. You know, trying to get back in the groove and, you know, now well, Roger's I'm, a natural drummer anyhow. I he, can see uh, it in him. He, yeah. You know, he, he is the guy you want on drums because he's just a natural guy, you know. He just, and so, uh, you know, it all works out. So. Who were who some of your influences when you uh, were, you know, first learning music? Well, you I know, mean, obviously the Beatles, you know. Yeah, Beatles, oh, Kevin. Know, grew up in the days, you know, yeah. Cream. You know, oh, yeah. Rush. Uh, you know, I love Ginger I, Baker. And, yeah, Ginger Baker. Yeah. And, you know, those kind of guys. That yeah. Just, yeah. I always like the big, the, the vocal groups, you know, the, the Eagles and, and the Birds uh-huh. and the Zombies. Um, you know, uh, and whatever happened to the old R&B music, you know, like with the oh, Temptations yeah. right. And, right. and the Drifters and stuff like that. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, and then R&B became something else, almost like uh, yeah. uh, early hip-hop. Yeah, but, um, right. yeah, I know you can't beat that stuff mm-hmm. uh, with all the, the outfits and the, yeah. um, and that that just smooth uh, singing. And mm-hmm. those, are some, those are some great bands. I think uh, James Brown probably came in there and oh, yeah, disrupted yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. You know, he he kind of turned it all up on its ear. Yeah. Yes, I, I was always one to listen to like, um, bands like Poco, and Stevie Winwood and, um, you know, these bands that didn't quite, you know, hit like where the Eagles hit, uh-huh, you know. Yeah. But to me, they were just as good, A but just never had the opportunities right. to, that maybe the, the Eagles had, you know. Yeah. But, um, well, I think in that business, it's just like it is in local musicians. There's a lot of good local talent. Um, 
for sure. But a lot of times nobody knows that, you know. And I think uh, all of a sudden you hear somebody on stage, you think, man, that guy's from wherever, yeah. Buffalo or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're really, really talented. Yeah. And I think the same thing happens at the upper levels too. Whoever gets the best break, you know. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, uh, there's so much that goes into it. Promoters and yep. uh, radio play and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the professional um, – I mean, you know, the recording kind of music, uh, that, uh, that's taken a whole different angle now. It's not even about the record sales like it used to be. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's all about performances, and, and uh, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's where the money is now, is right. being able to do performances. Um, speaking of which, you guys, uh, you get to play out a lot. What, what's your method? I mean, do you, uh, do you go knocking on doors, or it sounds like a lot of times they come they come to you now we get we do get a lot of repeat business um you know that we don't really have to pursue so much um you know when you want to break into something different or, or try to you know expand spread your wings a little bit you got to get out and go after it you yeah. know uh we recently uh signed a contract with four winds uh to do kankakee uh oh, oh you're kidding wow that will start in the spring yeah that's that place that used to be the hard rock in the right yeah. Four wins, and we just uh, signed. Or we didn't sign. This is, but we haven't. We booked a, a gig with uh, a place a little further up, uh, Pawpaw Brewing, oh, Pawpaw uh-huh. Brewery over there in Pawpaw, Michigan. So, and that came about. Um, you know, I, I saw their Facebook page. You know, and I thought, you know, it looked like a pretty cool place. Yeah. I said, I'm, I'm going to make a contact. So I did, and the lady that books says, you know. Uh, I said, I can give you, send you some demos or whatever you want to hear. Go to our Facebook page. I mean, there's cell phone video. Some of it's good. Some of it's not. And it depends on what you're listening through, too. You know, phone audio is terrible on its own, you know. But um, she replied back to me, uh, this lady, and she says, you know, one of our favorite regulars here says you're one of his favorite bands. Well, there you go. And she goes, that's all I need. <laughs> so That's great. She booked us in. So, you know. You do have a lot of loyal fans around. I mean, I've been to a couple of shows, and, and it's a lot of the same people coming to oh, yeah. multiple shows, wherever you are, you know? Right. Well, my, my take is, and, and, you know, I mean, whether it's actually true or whether it's the right way to do it is, you know, when you're doing covers, you know, it's one thing. If you're, if you're on in a concert, you know, you can play about anything you want. When you're in a when you're in an atmosphere where people want to dance, mm-hmm. have a good time a little bit, you got to play stuff. In my opinion, this is my opinion that people know. Yeah, you know you got to something's going to click. You know, you take one of these big hits from way back, and we play a very wide variety. You do, yeah, you know, very we eclectic play view. Some old uh, Johnny Cash country to fifties and sixties, rocking in the free world, fifties yeah. and six. I mean, we yeah. can do, we do, Tom Petty, yeah, we do yeah. a lot of pretty, you know, pretty big variety of music. Right. But I'm always thinking, if you want to stay busy, you have to have people enjoy what they're hearing, and not just sitting and saying, well, "I wonder what that song is." Uh-huh. It's got to click, and you can yeah. see it. And they're singing along. As and soon as you start doing a song, yeah. and I have an example. I remember Gary and Collins and I one time we went to. Uh, Casey's Lanes in Laporte. We want, went in there one time to hear a band. I think it was a Point and Fingers band. Oh, yeah, Point. yeah. And the place was packed. 
but the dance floor was just mediocre and they were, they were playing some pretty good music all of a sudden they did uh what i like about you right they started right. that song dun, dun, dun. Uh, man and people got up Boy, yeah, right out there on dancing. That you know? is a great dance song. I looked at Gary, I said, yeah, "We got to learn that song," <laughs> yeah. and we did. Yeah, yeah, we play it today, even mm -hmm. you know. But I just think that you you got to communicate with your audience. You know what I mean? Uh, and one way of doing that is playing music that they can relate to. Right. And you know, you got people come up and say, "Do you know this song by Delbert uh, McClinton?" By golly, we do have one of those songs, you know, <laughs> yeah. or just sure. different things like that. Yeah. You play any Eagles, you play any Beatles, you know. Well, it may not be the the specific one that they want, yeah. But we got something that can kind of fill the void there, you know. Right. So you um, uh, you guys have a pretty extensive uh, song list. It sounds like, yeah. I, and I, you know, you play these three set uh, evenings, so. That's uh, three, basically three full hours of music. Yes, that's uh, it's a lot of different songs in the course of a night, and you're trying to mix it up. I'm sure from night to night, not do exactly the same thing. Yeah, and then being flexible, like someone comes up, like yeah, you know, I'm, I want to, uh, uh, I've got my girlfriend here. Can you play? Blah blah blah. So um, you've got to have a pretty good song. Do you have any idea how many songs you guys have ready to go? A couple hundred. Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if it's. Because along with having a, a really extensive song list, um, it requires a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's sometimes that uh, uh, some of the songs we, we, we try to pull out of the hat that, that we <laughs> think we know. Hey, guess what? We need to rehearse that song. <laughs> you know. And the perfect example yeah. was the other night at Chill Hill. Um, we've been known to play um, Sister Golden here, uh -huh. you know. And we have played it. We used to play it pretty darn good, but yeah. we haven't done it in a while. So somebody wanted to hear it that night. Well, you know, and we well, first we said, now, you know, well, there was some people that kind of know us, you know, and they said, ah, come on, come on, come on, we can do it. <laughs> well, we tried it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the greatest, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So you guys uh, must, uh, you practice each week, is that right? Is that what I remember hearing? Yeah, once we try to get together once a week. And uh, are the full band's able to get together that, that frequently like that? Yeah, for mm -hmm. the most part. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. How do you structure your, um, your uh, uh, practices? Do you, uh, you know, say, okay, well, we had a little trouble with these songs last week. Let's, like, run through those. Or, hey, yeah. you know, we, we should really start looking at these songs. You know, how, how does that go? Who, who kind of runs the practice? That's a good question, right. I'll tell you, man, because, um, you know, we're, we're always trying to work on new material. And so some of the stuff we, we haven't played kind of gets shuffled to the back of the list. And, um, and that's what I was talking about earlier where we really need to you know, keep up on the whole song list so that it, when we do get those requests, we can pull them off and, and actually play them well. Yeah. And uh, because, you know, you... you, you uh, you slaughter so many songs in one night, it can kind of take the wind out of your sails. Oh, you know? uh -huh. and, and next yeah. thing you know, you're kind of... double get yeah, yeah, yeah. questioning yourself. Yeah, and, good. Uh -huh. yes, exactly. So, But yeah, we try to, we try to be prepared at, at, for, for our rehearsals. Everybody's on, on the same page with what we're going to do. 
but then there's make always, them more efficient. Yeah, right. but then there's yeah. always surprises, and right. and that's okay. You know, it's it's a good then, thing for right. ideas. Then I'll think, oh, rehearsal will be done, and um, everybody's gone. I'm thinking, oh man, I wanted to work on that. Go yeah. over the. Yeah, we're struggling <laughs> at the beginning of a certain song or right. whatever. A little bit I wanted to touch on that. Well, next thing you know, you're back out on the gig, and you're you know, but yeah. It's uh, it it just takes a lot, you know. It takes work. It takes it's an, sure. on, it's an ongoing process. Yeah, yeah. It, it has been my whole life. It's yeah. like trying to just keep up with the. It's just a ball, big ball rolling. And yeah, you just gotta keep rolling <laughs> with it. You know, that's a good analogy, a good metaphor for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you you practice uh, at your place. Am I right about that? Yep, that's correct. And um, uh, with Kirk, you know newly coming on board have you started expanding your uh uh you know your music into other avenues are you starting to take on new songs or do that kind of stuff well we're right kind of slowly in the process of doing that right now matter of fact we're working on a a few songs right now that uh, are expanding out that you know something a little different than what we've been doing um but it's 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 a you know when you bring somebody new in it just seems like, and especially when you're playing, you know, if you've got, if you're off for a couple of months where you can get together and just jam this, but when you're trying to play and then and work somebody in, and uh, I mean, and Kirk's a great guitar player, you know, so he's, you know, he, he, he fits right in, but but he, but we don't get to use him to his full potential, you know, right at the moment yeah, because yeah. it's... Uh, You're but, still trying to catch him yeah, up. But mm-hmm. it'll, it'll come, you know, it's going right. to come. And there are, you know... Because he can play. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, there are songs that we have worked up, you know, that, you know, gives Kirk a chance to, you know, bust out a little bit, you know, instead of just having to lay back and, you know, because he's unfamiliar with maybe the song or something like that, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's gonna, we're in a little process of, you know, getting him all worked in and stuff. And I know it can, it's, it's probably... Um, you know, when I, I think about, you know, having to learn, you know, another band's song list, that's... That's rough. That's, yeah. That's oh, yeah. A, that's oh, a lot right. of work. It's a lot of work. Big and, task. You know, and you're so anxious to do it that next thing you know, you're trying to learn so many songs, you're getting them all jumbled up in your head and everything. Yeah. And just because he is uh, learning the songs doesn't mean that... You know, you guys have fully learned how to play each of those songs with him. Like that takes the practice. So at sure. least you're doing well, these practices. Yeah. Now, do you go to each show with like a song list in place? You know, here's what we're going to play the first set. Here's going to play the second set. We well, I'll be honest with you. It, it that's what we want to get back to. We haven't really been doing that as of late, um, and we need to get back into that because at least give yourself a heads up okay we we should probably make sure we know these songs pretty well right but of course you're going to get the requests in between and stuff like that uh how uh, how often do people make requests during your shows uh, several times yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah quite often yeah, yeah. yeah. yep yeah it, it it depends on the crowd but usually it always it always happens at right. least two three times you know and people you know i mean of course you know, everybody's got their little tip can out, and we're no different than anybody else. Sure. People say, they'll come up and say, hey, if you play this, I'll tip this. Put it in. Oh, Let's see the money. Yes. <laughs> I think we know that one. Yeah. <laughs> Think being the yeah. key word there. Right. But, uh, 
But, yeah. you know, and the money's nice. You know, I mean, I, I don't, I'm sure we all know, you know, at, at the level we play, you know, none of us are going to get rich playing music, you know. I don't, well, you're it, enjoying it. You're not doing this it. for... <laughs> and and that's, that's what the key is, you know. Yeah. If you hold out for these big, big giant, if that's all you're going to play are big pay jobs, then to me, you don't really, you aren't really enjoying what you're doing. That's right. You know, I can yeah. go down to a legion and play for 30 people and have a great time. And, man, mm -hmm. they'll have a good time. And you can walk out of there and feel so satisfied right. with right. the people because they really enjoyed you, you know. Yeah. You, you know, it doesn't always have to be a big club right. with a big paycheck. I mean, yeah, you want to make some money. You have to cover your expenses. But that's kind of the way I feel about it. But mm -hmm. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's very uh, – that's what I'm looking for. Well, I mean, you're you're putting out your time. You know, yeah. you're you're doing this not just because you're enjoying it, but you're doing it because you see that other people are enjoying it. You know, you get right. enjoyment from other people enjoying right. it. It's and satisfying. You know, it's, it's very satisfying. satisfying. Yeah, it, so, it's never been about the money. It can't be because yeah, you, you, it's you know, it's it's a nice thing. At the end of the night, you had a good time and. And you made a lot of people happy. Hopefully, the club owner made some money, so he'll have you back. Uh -huh. And um, and hey, top it off. Here's a couple hundred bucks for you. What right. do you think? And you can't go wrong. Yeah, so. yeah, that's nice. So, um, what's uh, what's on the agenda? You know, going forward. I mean, do you have any uh, uh, big big shows that you've got in the works or thinking about or hoping for? Do you have any? Well, we got the casino job. I, oh, yeah. I, and yeah. I, what I'd like to do personally my, myself is you know, it gives us an opportunity maybe just to step it up a little, you know, uh -huh. another right. level. And uh, and let's go in there and, and uh, do the best we can do. After six years, we got a lot to show. And uh, I think we'll, we're will we going to have a good time. Is the casino job uh, a single event or are you going to be doing it like on a regular basis there? Well, right now it's a single event. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> but I think, yeah, that's why it's kind of right. That's why we want to step it up real well. Yeah. So uh, they've got a. I mean, I was. I haven't been there since it became the Kankakee Grill. But when it was the Hard Rock, I mean, they had a beautiful stage and really yeah. nice sound system. I, I'm imagining if it's not, if it's not that exact same setup, then it's at least, um, you know, it's it's better than that. Yeah. So. How does it work on something like that? You just come in with your regular equipment and then plug into their PA. Yeah, they they yep they do, they provide all the sound and and a, they have a and sound guy too sound and sound engineer monitors yep. and all that as well. Yes. Do you, do you guys normally have your own monitors? I don't remember if I've noticed that. Yes. Yeah. We, yep. Okay. So yeah, you've got a quite the PA system that you already have that you bring to these kinds of places. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. When well, you, those guys with their vocals with their harmonies, you know, it's real important. Uh, so they can hear, you know, hear what's going oh, on sure. up on stage. And, of yeah. course, timing for me, you know, I, I have a monitor back by me. I like to hear the guitars. I can, you know, I like to hear the vocals so I can kind of keep, because sometimes, you know, I'm behind everything. That's you, right. You don't hear so well. I don't hear so well anymore like I used to anyway. It's selective <laughs> hearing, right? Selective <laughs> hearing. <laughs> right. Oh. Yes. Do you, uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that that's a, a real effect from playing in rock bands, especially standing in front of the amps. Yeah, that uh, you know, the hearing starts going bad. I mean, is that is that really an issue or uh, um, not for me? I, my hearing seems good. to be yeah. okay, and you know, I, I do know a lot of musicians that have 
sure. you know, have have uh, hearing problems yeah. because they've been standing next to amps for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah I, I wouldn't say I have a problem, but I don't think my hearing is what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Just over you know, time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I... Um, it's it's tough, you know, doing our own sound sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. and because uh, we're all standing behind the fronts, you know, the, yeah. front, the house speakers, and uh, you know, you don't really know what's exactly coming out the fronts because yeah. you know, and, it, and you're it, just setting it when you're starting up. You're yeah, not uh, right, right. you're not out there monitoring it or That's moving correct. it around when That's you're already right. because in the once of you it. start playing, you don't want to get distracted by having to go back there and move sliders and yeah. whatnot, you know. So, so it is nice to have a sound man like at the Kankakee Grill. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, those gigs are nice. Yeah. How's that going to work? Is it going to be the similar kind of, you know, three sets over the course of the night? And uh, no, actually, this is a two seventy-five minute sets. Oh, uh huh. That's what it so is stretching it out yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but that'll be interesting. You know, yeah. you get up there and we well that that'll probably be one job where we'll definitely have our set list work out. Oh, yeah, and we'll be yeah, just go yeah. up there and fire them off and and. Just be as proficient as we can, I suppose, you know. When it was the Hard Rock, it was, uh, um, they didn't have a cover or anything like that that I can recall. Maybe I didn't get there for. I don't uh, think they did. I don't, think, I don't they think, did. think they do here either now uh, that I'm aware of. Yeah. I don't think there's a cover, but I can't say for sure on that. Kind of bleeds into the rest of the casino, though, so they can get people to come in. Yeah, Put sure. down there. Mm -hmm. Although, who wants to leave their... Um, uh, no one, no one's really that excited about leaving their uh, uh, machine because it, it, the next person that uses it could yeah, be the one. That's right. And that next quarter could be the one that does it. So that's correct. That, that's a tough. That's a tough crowd to kind of. But if you know that they can hear, then at least like that expands your audience a little bit. Right. Uh, so with um, the three guitar players, are. Um, are you going to be making any, any changes to any of the ways that you do the songs? Uh, or is that really up to kind of Gary, uh, I'm sorry, uh, up to uh, Bradley and, and, uh, and Kirk yeah, and Kirk to yes. kind of figure out like, you know, who's going to take that part of the lead and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's what's going to end up boiling down to is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the structure of the song, who's going to do what, when and where, and some of these songs, you know, right. um, but, Roger and I will leave that up to the guitar players. So All right, yeah. you just hold out. the back. You <laughs> yeah. just hold the back now. They can yes. hash it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I uh, we're here on uh, Radio Harbor Country, and uh, Roger Kelm and Kevin Mansfield from the Red Deluxe Band. It's been a delight to talk with you guys tonight. Today, now it's turning dark. Um, you're listening to us on uh, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan, um, and uh, this is John Goldman, and you've been listening to Johnny's Secret Stash, and uh, thanks for listening. Look forward to hearing, uh, to uh, having you on next week. Take care.